Hello, hello, it's Brooke DeVard and you're listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. Welcome back for another episode. Leo season is here. It's almost around the corner. I got my long summer boho locks put in just for the occasion. Shout out to all of my fellow Leos and Cancers. Anyone who's having a summer birthday, just happy birthday to you. I love a summer birthday moment. Now, I'm sure you've seen by now I got to interview Pharrell. Yes. Pharrell that I have been obsessed with since I was a teenager from NERD, just like, I mean, Mr. Skincare, Mr. Beauty, Mr. Like everything, creative, visionary, genius. Like it just honestly, a career highlight. I'm actually like at a loss for words of even what to say about the experience. I do have some clips that have been approved by the team. I got to interview him and Dr. Elena Jones, the chief dermatologist of human race, who you all know from Naked Beauty and who you all know is also my dermatologist and the co-founder and president of Human Race, Rachel Muscat. And it was a really incredible conversation. Okay, that's all I'm able to share about it now. But I do have social clips that have been approved to share on Naked Beauty Planet. So definitely make sure you're following on Instagram. I'm actually getting so many requests, even with the Hannah episode where people are like, we want to see full length videos of Naked Beauty. Like we want the visual, we want the video. So I'm like, oh my gosh. And I get it. I get it. Like full length video episodes of Naked Beauty would be great. Like I want to do it. It's just like, can I do it? Is it realistic for me to do it? But I think... Maybe I'll find someone who can come and join the the small but mighty Naked Beauty team who can help me with YouTube strategy. But for now, what I'm really focused on and what I want to continue to focus on is just having great conversations, great interviews with people that I find interesting. And today's guest, Teffy, is one of those people that I just find super interesting. Teffy's full name is actually Estefania. I love that name, Pessoa. She's from Miami. Her mother is Colombian. Her father is Brazilian. And she just, I think the combination of growing up in Miami, having this background, also the way I discovered her was on TikTok. I would see these videos that she was doing that were like, just the personality was there, the insight was there. And Teffy does pop culture commentary, but in a way where you just like feel like you're hanging out with a girlfriend. She's just cool. And I never really got to hear her talk about beauty, but she's always giving a beauty look. And we were able to have a conversation about plastic surgery, transparency, and the way she approaches her skincare and her nails, but also just what relationships do to your relationship with beauty and your relationship with yourself, your relationship with your weight. Does your confidence change as your weight goes up or down? Like really super interesting conversations. And I'm really, really excited for you all to hear this episode. And thank you for all of the support. It was so great hearing from all of you who loved my conversation with Hannah so much. Both people that have never had children and were maybe like a little slightly scared by our conversation, like, wow, this is really real. Or people that were mothers and were just like, I really appreciated the candid way that you all spoke about cannabis use and the way that Hannah talked about using cannabis in the fourth trimester to kind of cope with being a new mom and how that shouldn't be stigmatized. So I just really appreciate all of the feedback. Also, so many of you that wrote to me to say, I too was like the only Black girl in a predominantly white institution or school. And I was blamed for some drama that happened in my school, or I was unfairly suspended or kicked out. Like just a lot of really, whenever you have real, honest, raw conversation, it touches people. And I'm just so grateful for you all for reaching out to me and giving me that feedback as well. Cause I, you know, I do this podcast. I don't think necessarily about the people listening to it and how they're going to be impacted as I'm in the conversation. But when you hear that back, it's so powerful and just such a great reminder of why I love doing this so much. So thank you for your support. It really means the world to me. And let's get into today's conversation with Teffy. 
You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Taffy, welcome to Naked Beauty. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you on. You are like a pop culture enthusiast, personality, truth teller. But I also feel like you're very much a beauty girl. I saw your videos on the in-style TikTok first before I like really got into like the world Mm -hmm. of Teffy. But I always noticed like the skin was giving, the nails were giving, the hair was giving. Like you talk about beauty sometimes, but I'm excited to like get deep into like beauty and like Mm -hmm. your beauty backstory. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that. I'm an active listener. Okay. I think with beauty, it's a complicated thing because from an early age, you are like marketed like this will make you feel beautiful. But right. the truth is like not everything is going to work for you. Right. Like, for example, bangs are very cute for me for like the first week. My oily forehead, you could fry an egg on it. Okay. And I'm break. You know what I mean? Like there are things that are just like, okay, this is not going to work for me. Highlights, I tried to get like the J-Lo honey highlight. It was yellow. You know what I mean? Like that also comes with beauty. Like your team of people, like it's so hard. Like I feel like it's dating, like finding a therapist or like a partner. Finding your hairstylist, finding your makeup team, like your glam team. And God forbid someone is unavailable. Like you have to have like a backup to the backup. You know what I mean? And that is like sacred. Of course. You know, or if your hairstylist moves, it's just, it's a lot. God forbid. (laughs) I feel like sometimes when you're getting your glam team together, the first few times you have to accept that it's not going to be the best right. because they're still like learning about you. And that's hard because although they are learning, you have to be seen in public, right? Yes. So for me, I didn't start doing anything to do with like influencer or being camera facing until I was like 29. So I had a lot of practice at CVS. <laughs> I had a lot of practice. Well, we're going to get into all of those practice mm-hmm. years. Talk to me about growing up in Miami. We are, I think, a year apart. Mm-hmm. We grew up 2000s. Yeah. Very toxic. Us Weekly, Perez Hilton. I used to like come home after school and like browse right. Perez Hilton. Mm-hmm. He was like pointing out people's cellulite He's on the Miami. beach. Oh, he is? Mario. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I did not land. know that. I don't know that we grew up in like the healthy and as someone who consumed a lot of pop culture, because there's some kids that grew up same time as us, but they didn't, they weren't consuming pop mm-hmm. culture. But I know you were a heavy consumer, as was I. Reflecting on that, the media that we were immersed in, what did it make you understand about beauty? Beauty for me is complicated. I feel like when you have, I'm first generation, my mom is Colombian, my dad's Brazilian. So I feel like Latin America or Rather, people who grew up like in the 60s, 70s, 80s that were not in the United States, like 
that's like stan culture because American pop culture mm -hmm. was so prevalent. Mm. So my mom, if you ask her, what did you listen to in the 70s and the 60s and 70s growing up? She'll say some things, like she'll say some Colombian artists, I'm sure, like that my grandparents would play or whatever, but she's going to say Carol King. Okay, you know American what I mean? culture. Yeah, she's going to say Pat Benatar. Yeah. She's going to say Madonna. So stan culture to me <laughs> was early on, but it wasn't on Twitter. It was in my mom's minivan. So very early on, I was looking at pictures of Blondie. Very early on. I mean, even Cher. Yeah. Cher was huge. But also Elton John, Freddie Mercury, the Mamas and the Papas. Tracy Chapman was huge in my house. Fleetwood Mac was huge in my house. So I had a lot of this like old school influence about kind of like wearing your emotions on your face. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. You know, but at the same time, I come from an immigrant family where you have to act a certain way in order to be accepted into this new culture, right? And that comes with having an accent. So it's this idea of like, be yourself, be bold, but sit up straight and be a good girl. Right. So in Y2K, that gets a little complicated. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's racy, it's hot, it's hypersexual. If you're hypersexual not also for disturbingly young very women. Like I look back at Christina Certainly. Aguilera. Yes. Yeah. Genie in a bottle. Ugh. Um, amazing. Even when she had her like dirty era, how old was she? I was in eighth grade. So 2003, I was 13. She must have been 25. No, she's not that older than, how much older is she than Beyonce? Oh, no. Beyonce in 2001, she was 21, Beyonce. So she must have been 23, 24. Okay. Well, at least she was like an adult by <laughs> then. At least you, I know the fact that you know that is incredible, but at least she was like an adult by then. But I do feel like there were just so many young women that were being like hypersexualized as teens. And then we as teens were consuming that and expecting to be sexy as well. Like I can remember being yeah. 15 and being like, I have to look sexy. Yeah. I mean, Mandy Moore, I'm missing you like candy. I must have been in like sixth or seventh grade. Like you knew that that was sexual. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And one, I've never wanted a yellow buggy more in my fucking <laughs> life. Can you curse? Yeah, of okay. course, of course. That I, I knew that I was like, before I die, I have to have a yellow buggy. Yeah. And second of all, low rise jeans, the accessory for the low rise was the hip bone. Yes. You know what I mean? 100%. And I always talk about this when people ask me about like Y2K influence. It's like when people ask me like, oh, why don't you know how to count? I was not paying attention in math class, I was trying to figure out how to look like a wealthy carcass. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> no, I'm laughing, but it's very real. And even just like pro-anorexia websites pro and all of that was not regulated mm -hmm. at that time. It was all very accessible. And I feel like there was just this understanding that the skinnier you were, the more beautiful you were. Yeah. And I feel like even Latinas, when I think about it, like we had JLo and people were obsessed with her butt, you know what I mean? But I also think about like we had Jessica Alba. I don't think she claims her Latindad. I don't think that she like really talks about it. Maybe she didn't grow up with that parent. But I remember knowing that she was Latina, like Christina Aguilera is Latina. Right, right. And, but they don't have this like body shape. That, right. So Miami's a weird place because you're in the United States, but they call it Little Latin America. So you have this influence of like Jessica Rabbit. You know what yeah. I mean? Like full-bodied, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Full-bodied woman, bold woman. This is my fucking house, you know, powerful woman, but also submissive enough to have a husband. But then also you have this other like pro-Anna culture. So I started to realize that there were different girls in my school. I went to public school. 
unlike my cousins that went to private school. So I think they were only exposed to one type, but it was the girls who thought they knew more, like knew, they wanted to move to New York one day. They loved fashion, you know? And then we had like the Miami Latina girls. And those were two very, very different girls. Where were you? I think I was trying to be more like New York fashiony, but boys didn't like that. So I tried to find solace in Gwen Stefani. (laughs) Like I tried to be as, you know what it is? It's Angelina Jolie in Tomb Raider. I wanted to be that person, this idea of this like extremely well-rounded, sexy girl. Mind you, 15. Of course. Okay. Yeah. Sexy girl. I wanted to be the sexy, sexy girl. But I also wanted to be cute and bubbly like Mandy Moore and I'm missing you like candy. But I also wanted to be like the girls next door, but I also wanted to be Sofia Vergara. So it's this whole thing. It's like that Sylvia Plath poem about the plums, Mm. but it's like, wait, (laughs) it's like instead of, you know, so there had to be for me. So beauty was kind of like, are you going to be Americanized or are you going to be Latino? So it's hard. What did your parents teach you about beauty from home? And were there beauty things from like Colombia that your mom shared with you? So Colombia is more conservative. I feel like my mom was more raised to be like a princess. You know what I mean? She loves a good blow dry. You know what I mean? Long (laughs) layers. done. Absolutely. She gets her hair blow dried like once a week. If you see a gray hair, she will not leave. Her roots are done once a week. You know what I mean? Okay. God bless her. She loves a J. Crew moment. She loves a Banana Republic moment. You know, like sometimes when, like when I was younger and my friends started to get married, I'd be like, I can't find a dress. And she'd send me a link to like Banana Republic. I'm like, I don't know how to tell you. I don't want to dress like a secretary on Mad Men. I don't know how to express it to you, but this is not what I want to do. Yeah, you I don't know? want to be in a pencil skirt. Please. Yeah. You know, but with my dad, it was louder. It was louder. It was more about like, can you dance in this? Okay. You know what I, I mean? That. Yeah. And Brazil has a different approach to beauty when I was growing up. Like you wouldn't shave your legs. You'd dye them. You'd bleach them. Okay. Like the hairs or whatever. And like you go to the beach in Rio, I remember, and there'd be like gym classes on the beach. I'd rather fucking die. It's hypersexual too. Yeah. But I feel like Colombia, my experience with Colombian culture has been more reserved, more Audrey. Colombia to me has been more Jackie O. Okay. And Brazil to me has been more Sofia Loren. Okay. You know what I mean? More, that makes sense? More sexy. So yeah. for me in the middle, yes. I'm like, fuck, I'm a B cup. You know, <laughs> like I can't be either. Fuck, you know? So when did you come into your own like beauty and style wise? Was that later in college? Did you feel like when you moved to New York? Was it when you were in high school? Like when did you feel like I have a point of view about the way that I'm going to express myself with my look? I think when I was a senior in high school, I was obsessed with this like no makeup ideal because I was dating somebody that insisted on just fucking everyone. But God forbid, you know what I mean? I were to like shake hands with somebody. Mm -hmm. So I instead of seeing like, oh, this person is kind of manipulating the way I think, I'd be like, oh, I'm not going to wear makeup. I'm not going to wear anything Mm -hmm. like revealing, you know, whatever. So then after that ended, I started finally like going out more than ever. Mm -hmm. I became like a little bit of a club rat. Just to go back a little Mm -hmm. bit, did you realize that he was controlling you at the time and you were okay with the control or were you not even aware of it? I think I was aware of it, but I didn't know. It was like my first real relationship. And so I didn't know how... The worst thing that could ever happen when you're like in a toxic place is that you guys break up. 
And so I thought like I could compromise Mm -hmm. by me doing whatever he wanted and him not doing anything. That was like our compromise. Yes. But I think uh, at the time, it's like your first love, like you cannot imagine not loving this person. And the worst thing is when people tell you like the good news is that you'll never love like this again. And you're like, no. Right. But looking back, you're like, thank fucking God. Right. You know? Right. Because I was like a rag doll and he was like a pit bull, like, like terrible. <laughs> and, and I remembered being like, this sucks because he's breaking up with me every Friday and we're making up every Monday and I can add, but I refuse to get to the equation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I know what's happening. Right. Right. You know? So Very, yeah. Toxic, adrenaline, all of those things. And it happened again like that place of like wanting to be pretty for someone. Again, when I was like 23, with that relationship, I wanted to be more of like, it's called machismo. You know, I was kind of adhering to this machismo ideal. And then when I started going out a lot, you kind of tap into like a different sexual energy where you're okay knowing that when you go out to clubs, like people just want to fuck you. You know what I mean? Like you're okay with that for now. You can't feel anything. Have you ever been so heartbroken? You're like, fuck it. I'll smoke weed. I I usually have panic attacks, but I can't fucking feel anything anyway. Have you ever been that heartbroken? Or like you go to church? Me neither. No, no, no. Me neither. No. (laughs) Um, But when I moved to New York, I started dating somebody who was Jewish and really conservative. But he was hilarious. He's one of the funniest motherfuckers I've ever met. I get mad at how funny he is. It's really annoying to me. I've stolen a couple of his jokes and I, I'll take it to the grave. I was like, fuck it. He's slow to post it. So I'm going to take it. <laughs> fuck him. But I mean, I lived in like Scarsdale for a year. Who does that? Beyonce and Jay-Z. Anyway, so... For this guy. For, for this guy. Well, yeah. Yeah. Lost his job. Whatever. But I'm a writer. All right. I used to be. Now I'm like, who's dying? Get me out of the car. But at that time, he was like really into... I was wearing knit what the fuck? I was getting my hair blow dried like my mom at like the age of like 24, 25. And I would look at myself and be like, you're so much more rock and roll than this. Mm-hmm. So now at my first job ever, like as an adult, I was an assistant to a celebrity stylist in Miami. So I'd be on set a lot and I would watch the way that people who felt hot, how they dressed. And a lot of the time they would have things, God forbid, like cellulite or a boob, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, especially like the Miss Universe people or like the pageant people, like um, we would do like Miss Dominican Republic, Miss Nicaragua. And these were women that looked like women and weren't trying to look like a 15 year old Scandinavian girl on the runway. So that to me was really eye opening about proportion and accentuating a waist and taking care of your skin and drinking water and not going out and getting hungover, like getting hair treatments and stuff like that, like, or even beauty hacks. Like mm-hmm. some girls would bring their CVS makeup to be on set because they were, you know what I mean? Like I started learning about like hacks. Sure. And those hacks really depend on how you view yourself. Mm-hmm. I get to New York, I forget all of it. <laughs> I forget all of it. But then after that breakup, I started going out again. And I think New York is a fantastic place to see where fashion is kind of going, like street style, but Mm -hmm. especially because it's very unique to the person. I feel like the way that I dress is I'm more of a, I don't want to say tomboy, but I'm not so concerned with looking fuckable anymore. You know what I mean? Which is a freedom in and of itself. I want people to want to fuck me. I think that's, (laughs) I think that's valid. Okay. (laughs) I want that, of course. But is it the most important thing? No. 
And I think we've all seen it on social media too. Like I don't dress for the male gaze. I want women to think I'm cool. Of course. Like that's it. Of course. A man would like, I'm sorry to the men in here, but they would fucking old chicken nugget, to be honest. So whatever, you know? Yeah. That's what I used to tell my boyfriend who was always cheating on me. I'd be like, you think throwing out dick is easy? You should, <laughs> please, I'll walk out into traffic right now. Right. Like, please, you know? So um, it's not so much about the male gaze, but more about, I want to make friends and I want to be seen as somebody stylish, but I hate it when you watch somebody on the red carpet or paparazzi and you can tell that they're trying something new or the outfit is wearing them. Of course. I hate it. Of course. It's a big annoyance to me. Of course. Well, I think the reason why beauty has always been so interesting to me is because I think the most stylish people, when you strip away their clothes, they're still stylish, right? Yes. So like if you take like a Lenny Kravitz or a Zoe Kravitz, it's like the way she's wearing her braids, the tattoos, the piercings. It's like, these are beauty decisions that are like independent of the clothes. So if you just put on like a t-shirt and jeans, mm-hmm. you still look cool. My biggest teen, even as a Latin girl in Miami... My biggest inspiration as a teen was Chloe Sevigny. She's the fucking coolest. Still is. I remember, I think I was watching Boys Don't Cry. And I was like, that's a hard movie. That's a hard movie. It is. Would it survive today? Absolutely fucking not. Oh, right. True. Absolutely not. But at the time, it was hard to watch. I remember watching, uh, what else? She's in so much stuff. But her red carpet stuff would like blow me away because she didn't give a fuck. Yeah. So I was like, how can I remain sexy and fuckless? And the key to that, the key to being sexy and fuckless is the latter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And basic hygiene. I have to say it. Some men out here are very fuckless and I need you to care more. <laughs> basic hygiene is essential. Please. It's essential. Please. Well, let's talk about your maintenance beauty. Okay. Like what are the things that you know you're like always going to do? Let's start with hair because you've been ha- you've been on a bit of a hair journey. When did you dye your hair pink? Top of this year? December Okay. December 3rd. Okay. Was that your first time like my first time. really dying? Your yeah. Hair? Okay. It was virgin hair. I didn't touch my hair for 10 years. And people okay. were like, that's so smart. I'm like, no, I was poor. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to, but I couldn't. So I dyed it pink and I always wanted to be pink. It was just like a thought you always had in the back of your mind. Always. Yeah. But I had this like corporate job when I was 23. I said I wanted to dye my hair pink. And this girl in the office who was my age said, grow up. That's what like kids do. Like you've already outgrown that. And that stayed in my mind forever. And then I looked her up the other day. I'm like, she's like COO of an aquarium. I think I'm going to do what I want to (laughs) do. Sorry. You know what I mean? So I dyed my hair pink also because I couldn't keep up a hairstyle. My hair was too healthy and too heavy. So what the fuck is the point? You know? So then for upkeep, I would pour my favorite pink hair dye into my deep conditioners and I would use it as a leave-in. Interesting. And that's how I would keep up with that color. And then sometimes I'd go like hot pink and I enjoyed like the fade of it. Yeah. The thing about pink, orange bleeds into fucking everything, but pink never stained anything of mine. Oh, wow. So pink is my favorite, but... Did it change the way you dressed or did your makeup? No. I saw that I had pink undertones more than ever. Mm. That was one thing that I saw that I really like. Like a little piglet, but... (laughs) I really enjoyed that feeling of, it was silliness. It was like a silly, it wasn't so serious. You know what I mean? Like we were talking about it before we started recording, like being a brunette feels more like romantic. Mm -hmm. I think of like Penelope Cruz, you know? (laughs) But Will you try other colors? I really want to go blonde, but everyone tells me it's impossible that I'll never get to the color that I want to be, but I know I would kill it. Do you know what that's like? 
knowing something would look good and I can't have it. But you can absolutely have it. Kim Kardashian's platinum blonde right now. There are Asian women that are platinum blonde. And they're like, it'll never lift to that tone. And so I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to go pink. I'm going to go pink again. I think, oh my God, if my hair colorist sees this, she's going to like immediately. (laughs) I think I'm going to go pink again, either later this year or early 2023. Yeah. For sure. But the maintenance to me was easy. Yeah. Because I wasn't looking for perfect health. I think before I saw, I always call it like mob wives hair or Real Housewives of New Jersey have that black shiny glass hair. And I always wanted that. It can't hold a freaking style. I don't know what they're doing differently than me. (laughs) But if I had split ends or whatever, I'm like, whatever, it'll hold a curl. Mm -hmm. And I like that like... (laughs) <laughs> like um, Blue Lagoon, Lord of the Flies hair sometimes. I like that. Doesn't have to be uh, so <laughs> I, I Brooke Shields in that movie. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. A little weird. Well, I'll talk about that another time. <laughs> but with my hair now, I love since dyeing my hair, excuse me, and using those like deep conditioners or masks as leave-in, I still do that. Oh, and it works great. I love it. What's your skin maintenance like? So much. So fucking much. For the first time in my life, I'm experiencing really bad cystic acne. And I've really? always... Your skin looks perfect right I've now. I've gotten a down camo. I could probably blend in with this if you gave me an hour. I could like... <laughs> I cannot. And when people say... Well, I cry. I cried in the airport about it like two weeks ago. I like bawled to my manager, who's my friend, my friendager. I had so many pimple stickers on my face. I think I had like seven here and like nine. It was crazy. But it's because, and it's been picking up since January. And I think I've always had hormonal acne, but flying Mm. really fucks it up. And somebody told me that it's the water that I keep washing my face with different water. Uh, yeah. So when I go to, yeah. yeah. So in, in LA, especially all the mercury. So they were like, you have to wash your face with Evian only. And I'm like, that's so bougie. I can't do that. (laughs) Or you could just get a water filter. But yeah, if you're traveling a lot. Well, they were like, instead of traveling with a water filter, Everywhere in the world sells Evian. That's why I said Evian and not because I'm bougie. I'm like, you're a little bougie though, you know? So wait, you're washing your face with Evian? No, I'm not. I'm, okay. This happened the, the last time when I was in the airport okay. and I was talking to my friends about yeah. it. And my friend was like, what you got to do is keep the pH on your face consistent. So now I'm dealing with cystic acne. So I'm getting facials like once every two weeks. Okay. Or sometimes once a week. Okay. I'm a picker. Oh my God, my scars are crazy, but that vitamin C game. Okay, which vitamin C are you using? I use Barbasterm. I love that. The good C. The good C, but In Beauty has a green machine that has like the most potent vitamin C. Mm. And sometimes when I wake up really, really puffy, I'm giving the inside scoop. You to the People has a vitamin C and caffeine serum. Uh, It's really good. So like you're about to get your period or like you're really hungover or whatever, I go go for her. But like- I need vitamin C. I had no idea how gray I was. Yeah, vitamin C is amazing for like every vibrancy. Everything. So you get a pimple. You try not to pick it. I do. (laughs) You pick it. I do. Mm -hmm. You do the sticker. Do you do anything else? Are you doing like a salicylic acid or retinol? Like, are you doing anything to treat? The retinol I'm new to. So In Beauty just came out with one that's 1% and non-aggressive. Okay. So there's no like purging. Okay. So I'm leaning into it. That's great. I'm getting a tretinoin. Tretinoid. Yeah, that's the retinol. Yeah. Yeah. I got it prescribed yeah. for the scarring or whatever, but I haven't tried it yet. But if I see it on TikTok, sometimes I'm like a little, you know, I put on the sticker and I love Mighty Patch or there's a Dr. Blemish that okay. I love. 
And I feel like those really, really work. And the spikies, I don't think they really work, but they make me feel like I'm doing something and I appreciate the psychological warfare. Yeah, it's fine with me. Yes. So I'll usually go out with my pimple patches and nobody will notice at nighttime, but during the day. So I will always use a cleanser. My favorite cleanser is the either Cetaphil. Classic. Classic. Or the kale super green cleanser from youth to the people. So the people who, if you're going to be an esthetician and you get this like book on dermatology, the family that owns and started you to the people wrote that book. Oh, interesting. So it's like the most pro grade you can get in a product without like it being only getting it in an esthetician's office. So it's like super, super. It's incredible. I asked for the rundown. If I'm going to work with somebody, I'm like, I need to know who you are, yeah. what you are. Do you guys think I'm pretty? Like, <laughs> So I use the cleanser, but I just learned that in the mornings, I don't have to wash my face. Yeah, no, definitely not. So if you I, washed it the night before. And I do. Yeah. That's when I cry. <laughs> <That's> when I, <laughs> I take off my mask. But now I use an oil cleanser at, during the day. I mean, when I wake up, I Otisite. Do you know Otisite? Oh, o- Odacite. Odacite. Okay. Are you doing the... Um, um, they're never going to work with me. Huh? <laughs> Otisite. They're mm-hmm. great. I love... Is it the sea buckthorn? Is it like... Does it have like an orange mm-hmm. hue to it? Mm-hmm. I love that it's great. cleansing oil. It's great. Very so nourishing. Great. So nourishing. Yeah. I feel like a newborn babe. Then I always go for the either pH balancing serum that I have that I have no idea what it's called by, by like a Carla something. And I switch out that with like BHA, like Paula's Choice. I'll switch it out. Yeah, love the Paula's Choice BHA. So good because usually my nose looks like a strawberry, (laughs) you know? And then I'll go for the vitamin C. Yeah. And then I put on my moisturizer. I have a peptide 121 cream with like biotech collagen from you to the people that I love. Or there's a moisturizer by In Beauty that I swear to God feels like La Mer. And it's like 30 bucks. Okay. I swear to God. I'll have to try that. I get it. I asked them very nicely if I could get many a tub and I put it all over my chest. You know what I mean? I don't want the crappy chest. Oh yeah. Skincare down to the nipples. Thank you. And then I put on an oil usually if I feel like I need it. Like if I went to the beach or if I was traveling, I'll put on an oil. Or now I have that healing ointment from Cerave. Okay. And that has changed Really? Everything for me. I like how you say CeraVe. You make it sound very... CeraVe. I like that. (laughs) I like that. Is it CeraVe? No, no. I think it's CeraVe maybe, but you you make it sound much nicer. Okay. You are on TikTok a lot. I am. You're on social media a lot. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I've been thinking so much about, all of these accounts that basically expose plastic surgery, right? They'll say like, oh, this person... I love plastic. I love you. I love celeb plastic. Yeah, there's celeb plastic, there's celeb face, there's IG fame. I mean, they're all of these accounts, right? And so like, that's how, mm-hmm. that's how I learned about the like threading that people were getting to like lift the side of their face. Bella, Bella, <laughs> Bella girl. That's how, I, good. that's how I learned about chin lipo. Apparently everyone gets chin lipo. Apparently no one has their like original mm-hmm. teeth. Um, I, I feel like I like it, right? Because it's being transparent. But on the other hand, I feel like people are becoming more aware of problems that aren't actually problems. Sometimes I feel like the exposing of all of these like beauty treatments makes people more aware or like self-conscious about their perceived shortcomings. Right. I always tell people, if you want me to be informed because you love me, love me less. (laughs) Love me less. I think it's interesting to me because I don't know. I grew up with a mom who told me that the most disgusting thing you could be Besides get a belly button ring, I got mine the day I turned 18. The the most disgusting thing for a woman is to be jealous 
of another woman or talk down in public about another woman. Mm. So of course that's very conflicting when you're a teenager, you're growing up with like Perez Hilton. So of course I fucked up. All right. But my mom would see, like we would watch the Anna Nicole show or we watch the girls next door and we'd see these boobs. And unless they were like to their shoulders, you know what I mean? Like that separation gap, my mom would always say like, good for her or she needs to get them redone. It was never like some kind of like body shame moment Mm -hmm. with the the BBLs have thrown my mother for a fucking loop. But but other than that, like if somebody got lipo or it was like disgust that somebody got lipo, my mom would be like, good for her. Or there, I remember the day that Julia Roberts went, she was in an Italian vacation and these gross paparazzi saw her like, it was this private villa. She was rented it out. It was completely private, no intention of being snapped. And paparazzi got her tanning topless. And you can see a few bad bitch dimples. That's what I call them. (laughs) And my mom was like, who cares? It was never an idea. The idea of like the perfect body that I got was never from home. It was from the media I was consuming all the time. And I just happened to be from a place in time where that was hyper exposed to me. So when it came to plastic surgery, and I'm sorry, my family's Colombian. (laughs) Like, please, that's our bread and butter. Yeah. You know, so uh, when it came to plastic surgery and talking about my filler and my Botox, I fully thought people were going to be like, good for you, girl. You know what I mean? Like my mom would, because it wasn't like... Oh, people, because I feel like you've been so transparent about like the filler. I mean, it's it's not like you've done a million things. Like, I think you've said you've done filler under your eyes and Uh on your nose. Yeah, I have Botox. Yeah, give us the rundown. Oh my God. Give okay. us the full rundown. I go to Dr. Halas's office, my girl Andy. She's like, I think she went to like NYU for anatomy. Then she went to Yale school for something else. And now she's getting her master's at Duke, whatever. She's crazy. She's incredible. And I love her. And she just had a baby. And I told her, I really want to look like, well, I didn't like my nose for a long time. And I sat with it for 30 years when I was seven or eight, I asked Santa Claus for a nose job. My mom was like, Santa said, forget about it. (laughs) I spoke to Santa. He says, no. (laughs) So you're getting the clueless phone. Okay. (laughs) But I've never liked it. And I was like, you know what? I'm 30. And if I haven't liked something for this long, wouldn't I try what it would look like? And I'd rather get filler because what if I fucking hate it? You know right. I mean? Versus a permanent nose job. Yeah. I was like, what if I get it filled in? I'm like, oh my God, no, my other nose was so much better and I can just dissolve it. So I got the nose. I got the cheek. I have okay, cheek. the cheek filler. I have chin. Chin, okay. Nose, cheek, chin. My under eyes already faded. Yeah, it's definitely faded. I just didn't feel like I needed it anymore. I miss my rock and roll. The bags. I love it. And then I also got Botox. I told her I want to look like my head in a towel. Like when you put your mm, head in a towel. Like that, like snatched. So good. Okay, and how often are you doing these things? Yearly. It depends. depends. So like, I never knew I had an unbalanced chin. Thank you, Andy. She goes, and we're going to do the chin. I go, what? I did my lips once. And I didn't think I needed it. I think it looked like I ate a little bit of shellfish for okay. like three months. A little and puffy. I was like, I'm fine with yep. it. Sometimes I do see photos and I go, hmm, should I do it again? But no. You have very full lips. What? <laughs> I mean, thank you, thank you. People go extreme these days, but like, yeah, you objectively have like full lips. What I love about my doctor though is that she'll tell me no. I had to make her. Yeah. I was like, I want to try the lips. And she's like, no. And I feel like most people, they want that check. They'll be like, yes, yes, yes. And she was like, absolutely not. And I was like, please, please, please. And I ran her down. Yeah. You know, so she'll tell me no. So 
with the Botox, she'll ask me like, how much expression do you want to show? And I'm like, I definitely want people to know when I'm sad or mad yeah. or, or when I think something's funny. It's not about the crow's feet. I just want to look rested. And sometimes yeah. I feel like I do look like a melted popsicle sometimes. <laughs> but for me with my mom, she was, I think um, moms are always going to worry. Oh my God. Like when I got my lips done, she came like three days later and I was like, they're still going down. In front of me, she called my, she called her best friend. She's like, she looks like a clown. I'm like, literally <laughs> respect me enough to talk about me behind my back, behind my back yeah. you know? But when it came to doing Botox and fillers, I asked my esthetician, can I avoid it? Like, how do I look the way that I want to look other than nose? Oh, you asked me how often. It really depends. Everybody dissolves differently. I get Botox like every three to four months. The moment I can note, can I say, she's fucking, look at that. Are you crazy? <laughs> Zoom in on her. No, don't, don't, don't. <laughs> but um, three to four months, I get my nose six to seven okay. months, seven and a half, like that gap or whatever. Yeah. But I start to see it here. I have like a bump here. So I'll see the slump here. Here is where I'll start to see it. My cheek, I'll do it when I do my nose. I don't even notice. Yeah. And my chin, that's up to Andy. If she sees a photo of me and she's like, come in for the chin, I'm like, I'll be right there. Oh, I got my jaw. I got jaw for the first time. Okay, wait. So what is that? Jaw, they just put it in right here. Is it a filler? It's a filler. Oh. And it gives me like... See, I've little... done none of these things and I'm like... You don't need it. You look 22. Sounds... Oh, thank I'm you. I'm excited for you to graduate college soon. <laughs> I have done under eye filler, but it was like one of these things where I was like, oh my gosh, I love it. And like everyone around me was like, you literally look exactly the same. <laughs> what, like, what did you even do? For me, that was the first time I ever got filler. And I was like, I definitely want under eye. And she was like, are you sure? And she started here. And then oh, they put the needle like under. The and I was like, jamás en mi fucking vida otra vez. Never again. That was way too sci-fi <laughs> yeah. for your yeah. girl. I love the transparency. I think that's so important to talk about. Did you receive any backlash? Did anyone have anything negative to say about you doing fillers? Oh, no, absolutely not. The only things that I think were not even negative were people who were much younger than me. Everybody always asked me, when did you start Botox and filler? I started at 30 and I'm turning oh, yeah. 32. Yeah. So not a long time. Yeah. I'm new here. I'm a sophomore. Yeah. No, okay. people are like 18 getting preventative Botox. Preventative Botox, right. And I don't know anything about that, but... Because I was poor. I couldn't get my hair done. You think I'm going to go get detox? Absolutely not. So I tell people I started at 30 to, to mess with my face because I felt like I'd fully grown into it. You know what I mean? Mm. Like when you get a boob job at like 15 or nose up at 15, like I feel like that's kind of rolling the dice. So I had people that said, I love the way that you look, but I'm sad because I have your old nose. Mm. And I'm like, me and my OG nose have a lot of mems together. <laughs> and let me tell you something. I don't get hit on more or less. You know what I yeah. mean? Like It's for you. I still got laid. I still had boyfriends. They still got girlfriends, but that was their girlfriend. <laughs> it wasn't a, a difference at all. It's really about how you carry yourself. And I stopped telling people I dated the things I didn't like about me because mm. it took only one time. It took only one time I told this guy I was dating that I didn't like my nose. And then like months later, we got into a fight and he looks at me and he called me Toucan Sam. That's and so I know mean. That he was like, but it's because he knew what I didn't like. So I was like, you know, he That's knew that it would so get me. Mean. Like if I said that I felt I was flat chested or something, he'd be like, whatever, you look like a two by four. You know what I mean? Like it, it would have been whatever I said. Yeah. So that day going forward, I'm like, I'm not going to advertise the things I don't like anymore. And when I change them, I'll talk about how I like them better. For me, it's like I have grown up money. It's like that you've worked hard for. 
So I'm and you're going to spend it I how you want. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Now, from what I've read, you were also a personal trainer at one point. I was so bad. Babe. <laughs> you know how bad I was? Let me tell you a story. I work in style, right? And these girls are like, oh, we went to dinner and we met someone that says you used to train them. And I go, oh, Lauren. And they're like, oh, I don't remember her name. I'm like, no, I had one client. Her name is Lauren. <laughs> so I, guess I know who it is. She's a public okay. express SNL. Yeah, it was very bad. Okay, so you had a single client. But would you ever do anything to your body, plastic surgery-wise? I think... Not that you need to, obviously. I think for me, I accepted I'm never going to look 22 again because I'm 32. And I think that's hard because you, how many times have you been in bed with your girlfriends and they're going through their camera roll and they're like, oh, look how skinny I was. I'm like, you're 13. You know, <laughs> like, you know, that's so true. Horrible. So I feel like the thigh gap was a terrible time for us. It was. It was terrible. I think that's the most important part also about having access to the internet. Just seeing people who not only look like you, but also look like you and embrace it. That's yes. really powerful. I totally know? agree. And I don't want to look like Lindsay Lohan on, on SNL. You know, that one yeah. time when it, Tina Fey had to sit her down and was like, what the fuck is going on? You know, I think that was like 2006, seven. But what's wrong with me? <laughs> the fact that you 2005, know. actually. It doesn't matter. So the, 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 when it came to my body, I think the only time that I would ever, ever do something to my body is if I had a baby and I was struggling with identity. Like I was like, I don't feel like me and I know that I'd be a good mom, but I can't be a good mom if I'm not the me that I know and love. You know what I mean? Yes. Like it started to like really fuck with me, but that's TBD. You know what I right. mean? So that's the only time I think that I would really like, I was thinking about it today. Whoever did Khloe Kardashian, I would like a word. He did top notch. Yeah. Okay. I will say. <laughs> yeah, please continue speaking. Yeah. I, will, I will say there are some things that I would say, let's learn from our mistakes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I do think that she looks very fit. And I think that she got operated on and then it was the upkeep of it. Oh, yeah. No, she's definitely I mean? like working out very hard. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm down for that. Yeah. But if you could help me get a head start, I'm down for that too. Sure. I'm so happy the BBLs are done now. The BBL era seems to be sunsetting. It seems to be sunsetting, which great for me because I never had that body type anyway. Don't get me started. And it seems to be from what I understand, like you can like remove. It's fat. It's a yeah, fat transfer. Like it, it can be removed. Yeah. But I just like worry about people just like messing with their bodies so much. See, this is the thing. When you get your nose filler, they call it the danger zone because there's so many little arteries and nerves mm. right here. So... If you get somebody who's new, you could go blind. That being said, you go blind immediately and they can dissolve it. So you're not like permanently fucking blind from what I've well, Googled and from what I've asked, right? So that to me is already scary. You, like me, grew up watching these plastic surgery shows. 100%. And you know that we talk about it now, like how many arteries and whatever in our legs and in our bodies. Lipo is yeah. aggressive. It is. And that to me is terrifying. Yeah. I've interviewed someone on this podcast who went through lipo and she said it was like the most painful experience of her entire life. And like, you're like cognizant of what's happening. And you risk looking at bubble wrap, the lipo tummy. Julia well, Fox, she embraces it though. Yeah. Well, Julia Fox, I knew she was like open about getting work done, but then mm -hmm. she like said she didn't get work done. I don't know. Said what? I actually am very pro Julia Fox because I, I think she understands the role that a celebrity is meant to have in our culture. Theater. She's giving theater. She's giving absurdity. It's all performance art. And I like that about her. 
But it's sometimes she feels something she says, I'm like, are you delusional? Like, what's going on? To lie to my face is to assume I'm an idiot. Yeah. And that's what I'm going to say. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Absolutely not. But Cardi B, when she got her lipo, she talks really... That's someone who's really open. Yeah. And always has been. Love it. Yeah. But she says the massages are like the most important part of the lipo. Mm. I... If something is more than two steps, I can't do it. Yeah, it seems like a lot of upkeep. Please, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I put the dye in the conditioner. You think I'm going? Absolutely not. Right, right. I'm not going to do it. So for plastic surgery, the boobs, the butt, to me, my mom gets pissed when you give her a plant. She's like, fuck, now I have to take care of this fucking one more fucking thing. Yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah. You know? Just like one more thing, maintenance. The filler, the Botox, I walk out, I ice it, I'm done. I love that. Yeah. You know, but I do see my body. I am a Latin person and I do see that I have, <laughs> I do have a butt and I do have thighs. And because of the time that I grew up, it is the part of my body that I'm the most like, mm-hmm. right. Like I'll be watching TV and I'll start doing squats. I'm like, relax. Yeah. You know what I mean? Relax. Yeah. So you have a big audience. I assume you get recognized on the street out and about. Maybe <laughs> a little. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like you always have to look on. No. No. Okay. <laughs> no. So like you're just like rolling out of bed, running to the corner store, getting something. You don't care. Oh my God. Yeah. There have been many people that have seen me getting the bodega bagel. Okay. Hang, hung over. And you're cool with that. And I look at them and I'm like, yeah. Now you're also doing lots of like red carpet events. Mm-hmm. I know you were just in Cannes, like you're, mm-hmm. you're doing movie premieres. You're like doing like the full like Getty images Red, like you can't control. You know what I mean? Like I can take 12 pictures of myself and delete the bad ones and post the good one on Instagram. When you're on the red carpet, it's not in your control. Mm-mm. And like you look how you look. Does that add an added level of like anxiety? So, yeah. Like, <laughs> not, not the Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> Hello. Um, absolutely. I think the something when you take pictures, I, I always think of Lamar Odom when he does a photo shoot with Chloe in one episode, I love my lamb lamb and I would die for my lamb lamb. But he's like, I have nervous mouth. Yeah. And he's like, every photo, I'm like, <laughs> and that's what happens. Like, sometimes I look at photos of myself. I'm like, it's because I get stiff mouth and that's where I hold my stress. So it's a lot of like, relax, chill. You've taken a million selfies one million times. You know your angles. That's the advantage of being like a millennial, right? Yeah. Like if I can look good on a razor, I can do this, <laughs> you know? But I also am like iPhone. I need more pixels. I don't need it to be so clear. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Let's keep the mystery alive. <laughs> exactly. You know? So when I'm on the red carpet, I try to think like, you're pretty already. <laughs> it's going to be fine. And the voice is like, <laughs> you hairy mothball. You look fucking terrible. You look like a bag of hot oatmeal. You're terrible. Disgusting. You have no eyelashes. You know, like, <laughs> so... Did you know you have food all over your fucking teeth? Close your mouth. No, open your mouth. Show me you have teeth. Now it looks like you don't have teeth. You know what I mean? So it's all the time. And then I try to joke with the photographers in a way where I'm just like, can somebody tell me I'm pretty? They never do. It's quiet. <laughs> I, I like that though. Like even if they're not talking back, breaking it up, having fun with it, right? Because right. it's all fun, right? It it's not fun. about having the perfect yeah, photo. It is. And I think it's important too, like I've never downloaded Facetune. I can't be bothered to learn one more skill. Oh God. Yeah. Like, like who can do that? I can't. It's just too much. After the paperclip stopped on Microsoft Word, I yeah. never opened it again. I'm like, I, yeah. I don't have help. Right. Like that's it. Right. So I've never edited a photo. My favorite edit to a photo though, however, is I will slap on a Paris filter. We love a Paris because filter. Because it's too tempting. We it's love it. It's right there. Gorge. It's one swipe. 
if they ever take it away, <laughs> you mean? better hold on to that. You better say, <laughs> Paris, stand behind me. I got this. So the Getty images to me are also, I like posting those photos because I'm like, this is what I look like. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yes. this is really what I look like. I can look posed or whatever in my selfies because I'm in control of that. But this is also what I look like if you were to see me. Like, I want you to see me. And this is what I, like, I look like my mom. I look like my dad. I like the way that I look and I'm posting this so you can mm -hmm. see like it mm -hmm. unedited. You know what yeah. I mean? I love that. Now you've met JLo recently. I did not meet her, but we did breathe the same air. At the premiere of her mm -hmm. halftime documentary yes. on Netflix. I have heard that she knows my TikTok though. I feel like you guys are going to meet. That's going to happen. That's my girl. Yeah. That's my mom. I mean, that's going to happen. I'm Estefania Abrengas Pessoa Lopez. That's who I am. <laughs> that's going to happen. What has been the biggest career highlight for you so far? I think the biggest career highlight for me was Jennifer Aniston wrote me a note once, which oh, is crazy. Wow. You know, Jennifer Aniston recently came out kind of like shading internet personalities. Did. did you see this? Basically saying people are famous for not really like working hard. And I'm like, being a content creator is probably one of the hardest jobs out there. And not everyone can do it. Right. Which is why there are like a handful of people that are super mm -hmm. successful at it. So within style, there's like rules where like you cannot talk about certain people because they are beloved. And I agree with them. To say a bad word about Jennifer Garner, you're a demon. Go back into your hellhole. <laughs> it's like, absolutely not. And people are like, oh, she's actually my friend. This one person came up to me at a bar and was like, oh, my kids go to school with Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner's kids. And I'm like, Violet? <laughs> <You know? laughs> They're like, Jennifer Garner is actually like always in a bad mood. I'm like, you would be too, babe. Yeah. You would be too if Fair. you had to drive Ben Affleck to rehab every Thursday. But we love Jennifer, JLo. Of course. We love them. So I love Jennifer Garner. And then it's the Jennifers, Jennifer Lopez and Jennifer Aniston, okay. right? You don't talk about those women because they are bread and butter. You know Beyonce. What I mean? Beyonce just on those Carter. Yeah. You know what I mean? But they really hold the Jennifers to, magazines hold the Jennifers to like a really high standard. Wow. You know what I mean? But it's also because they are the people that give the magazines the most. Like they will sit with a magazine and give right. them the most. You know what right. I mean? They're the old the school A-listers. Exactly. Yeah. So with Jennifer Aniston, when she said that, I wanted to talk about it. And I was like, I think it really sounds like someone who, her dad was an actor. Jennifer Aniston's dad was an actor. He was on like a soap opera. So we're not talking like George Clooney. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Had a small part, and not a small part, but a major part in a daytime soap. So people call her a nepotism baby, but she never used her name, like her full name, I think. And she auditioned, she worked her ass off. She did like eight failed pilots. And like the life of an actor in the 90s, I can't even imagine. The gas alone yeah, no, in LA. And constantly getting like shut down. So it's this badge of honor yeah, where people feel like I put in the time. I put sure. in the time and I understand. Like I think about it with my mom and like the iPhone or like writing letters, like taking the time to write to somebody yes. means something versus like sending a text, sure. right? So I get that, the emotional investment. But a part of me is also like you maybe saw a tabloid, maybe looked up a blog comment. The exchange for us content creators is that we see how people think about us 24-7, 365. All the time. Yes. Wait, what did her note to you say? She has a great hair detangler. Lovely, lovely. Yes, yes. Yeah. Her she sent hairline. me some of that and she was like, please enjoy, love your TikToks. Cute. And then Jay Aniston. And I was like, is this John Aniston? <laughs> Which Aniston? I died. Yeah. The celebrities that have reached out to me are like really, really, like I'll go to parties and I'll be talking to like a rapper and I'll be like, <laughs> which to me, 
I'm like, I'm so fucking uncool. I like have to sit down. I have to like stop pretending like I'm, somebody's going to take a picture of me and I'm going to look so out of place. It's going to be Wait, horrible. which rappers? I'm not going to say, but they'll come up to me and they're like, are you Teffy? And I'm like, shut the fuck up. They're like, my girlfriend sends me oh, all of your TikToks. We love that. Girl supporting girls. We love that. We love it. Yeah. Yes. And I'm like, bro, take a picture for your girlfriend. What's her Period. Instagram? Yeah, you know what I mean? exactly. Now getting constant feedback about the way that you look. Mm -hmm. on the internet or even what you're saying or what you're doing, does it take its toll on you? People don't comment on my looks. Love well, that. It's pod, like, oh, Tevi, you look so good today. Your skin looks so Love good. That. And then I'll say, oh my God, I have a cystic pimple that's like in my big freak wedding when it's like, it was a twin. It had yeah. teeth and a spine. Yeah. Like it's like a second yeah. me. And I'll be honest about it, but people don't really comment on my looks. It's more about it's more about how I never get to the point. Have you guys noticed? <laughs> <laughs> like, But it's more about I talk too much with my hands or... People can't figure out like where I'm from because I can put on my corporate America voice. And then when I'm comfortable, I think it like kind of fades away. And then people also talk about like how I take forever to tell a story, but I just want people to feel it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're, I mean, you're a storyteller. Describe, <laughs> so, if you will. Your nails always look incredible. Do you find manicures to be part? Because I want to get to what do you do? You're so busy. You do so much. What do you do to take care of yourself and have you time? Now, a lot of people put like mani-pedi into a separate category because no. they're like, it's not relaxing. Mm -mm. I don't find it to be relaxing. It's like a chore. Have to get nails done. Check. Your nails are like art, like gorgeous always. Thank you. Thank you. You must have like just like a running folder of like ideas. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Where do you get like the nail inspo from? I get the nail inspo a lot from Instagram. I think on Instagram, like my whole saved is different nails, but I'll try to save them in order where I want them all to be mixed. So if I save like three in a row, I'll try to separate it with a tattoo. I got a lot of, I just got a tattoo yesterday. I got a new chat. I got a new tat. Nice. Um, it's very unique. It's a panther. I don't want to talk about it. I just, I want what I want. Okay. <laughs> but with my nails, I sit down and I kind of say like, what do you like to do? Cause I'm not going to say I want like a black French tip and they're like, I'm not good at friendship. Then we're not going to do that. Yeah. Then we're not going to do that. You know right. what I mean? So I want to know, like, what's your favorite thing to do? So this girl was like, I love to do airbrush. And I'm like, oh my God, the fair, be there. I love the fair, like carnival. Yeah. So I was like, let's get Playboy bunnies. Let's get hearts. Let's get stars. And then she had this like Cupid. Love it. And getting my nails done, though, was really hard for me at first because have you ever seen Seinfeld? Some of it, yeah. What are you? Okay. We'll talk about that another time. You need to invest okay. in Scrubs and Seinfeld are fantastic shows. Okay, I need to get into um, it. But there's one episode where Jerry Seinfeld is dating somebody with man hands and it pans to him and she goes to like brush a hair out of his face and it's like this huge Shrek hand. <laughs> so my nickname had many nicknames. One was Sycamore Tree because I was five foot seven in the fourth grade. Thank you, God. <laughs> and then people also called me man hands. So getting my nails done, imagining making them longer to me was like weird. Mm. And then I just was like, fuck it. I don't care. Like, what am I going to do? Yeah. There's no surgery for it. I Googled it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, I'm just going to start getting my nails done. And, they, and I started that journey. Like I've always gotten my nails done, but I haven't started doing like nail art. Like it's been like five years. I love it. So it always looks so good. And I love the square tip. It's like a great shape. That's a nineties go-to when people yeah. are like, I don't like square anymore. And I'm like, well, you're disgusting. <laughs> You're horrible. Like that is an OG nail shape. It is so great. It's so perfect. But I do like to play around a lot with mood, right? So I'm getting my nails done again on the 10th and I want to get black nails with like a rose. I want a Morticia Adams moment. 
You know what I mean? In like deep summer, that's a vibe. Uh, Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Because I would feel like that's like more of like a fall nail, but like in deep summer, I love that. I'm trying to do that. I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. So what do you do to relax? Like, let's say you had tomorrow off, no obligations, no work to do. You could just do whatever you wanted to do. What would you do? It doesn't exist, but uh, (laughs) I sit on my couch. I... I'm so predictable. I'm a cancer. I love routine. This is what I do all the time. So I sit on my couch. I order either Chinese food, sweet green, depends on my mood. You know what I mean? Sweet green. Or I order pizza from Nonas Pizza in Brooklyn. And I watch Sweet Magnolias. I love that movie so much. Steel Magnolias. Steel Magnolias is one of the best movies of all time. Yeah. Or I'll watch a really corny, cheesy thriller from the 90s. So I'll watch like Deep Blue Sea, Lake Placid, or I'll even go towards like like a Morgan Freeman, Ashley Judd moment, mm-hmm. uh, Angelina Jolie, Denzel moment. You know what I mean? An Adam Sandler, Drew Barrymore moment. You know what I mean? Like I want to lean into those a little. Like I love psychological warfare, whatever. So I'm sitting down, I'm watching those. I'm on my couch. My phone is on Do Not Disturb. I'm with my cat. And I'm on TikTok. It's because obviously I'm like Sid from Ice Age, when I hear, when I'm okay, there. Okay, you're doing And that is my perfect, <laughs> that is my ideal. When yeah. people are like, what is your perfect date? I'm like, a guy picks me up, takes me to the movies. He drops me off. I never see him again. That's my perfect date. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, I really, really, I'm trying to lean into being alone. I feel like I've never really, really been alone, even in the sense where when I'm single, my family is like, our love language is smothering. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm trying and I'm really, really, really enjoying it. I love that. You seem very sure about yourself in so many aspects in terms of your point of view and where you want to go. What are you less sure about or what are you still kind of trying to find confidence around? I think I'm trying to still like myself like I do when I feel thin. If I can bring that in to when I don't feel thin, I'd be the most powerful bitch in the entire world. (laughs) Like right now, I think because of traveling, I've probably gained 10 pounds. And for me, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. I don't think anybody can really notice except me because of course, I live of course, body. Of course, other people don't notice. But the fact that our knowledge of it yes. changes the way we feel is very disturbing. Like when I put on a pant, I'm like, this feels tighter. And if I didn't just wash it, please remember if you wash it or not, one, two, three, oh my God, I didn't. <laughs> I'm staying home. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like one of those, I refuse to let the way that people view my body as an excuse for me to miss out on really fun memories with people 100%. that I love. So what about nails? Like when you're like, oh, they see it as tedious. The biggest reason I love going to restaurants with my friends and getting my nails done, I sit across from the nail artist and I'm like, do you have a boyfriend? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, do you have a girlfriend? Where did you grow up? You know how many dinners I've paid for where I don't even fucking eat anything? We're just talking the whole time. Yeah. Every single one. Yeah. So that exchange is something that I could really, really live for. And that's also where I get to like learn about other people and I couldn't do what I do if I did not love people. Yeah. So the only person standing in the way of that connection that I could have with somebody that evening is the person I think I should look like. And that person doesn't even exist. Yes. So I just have to like, you know, like blow the smoke out of the way. It's hard, but what's that movie? Eat, Pray, Love? Julie Roberts. Remember when that girl gains 10 pounds? She's like, has a guy ever seen you naked and been like, no, I don't want to fuck you anymore. Right. No. no never happens. Jeez. Right. Right. So that's the one thing that I'm like, I'm trying to be as confident as I am when I am not nice to my body. That's an amazing answer. Anything that's next for you that you want to share with us so that you have 
coming up? Or should we just all stay tuned to the world of Sheffy and just see what kind of happens next? I have stuff coming out. I'm working a lot with one network. I don't know if I can say the name of the network. It rhymes with no. Okay. She's, she's looking over at PR in the room and whatever. Okay. We will stay tuned. I'm trying to come out with like a newsletter where I do like my music and my movie recs every month. And that will be fun. I love that. I think that. that's like going to be my favorite thing that I do. That's really exciting. Yeah. And then scripted stuff this winter. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Sorry. <laughs> that's it. And final question. When do you feel most beautiful? I think I feel the most beautiful when I make my friends laugh. That's when I feel like super hot. Okay, fine. One glass of wine and I'm fucking, okay, Marilyn Monroe, step aside. All right. <laughs> like sex bomb or also making my friends laugh. But if I'm making my friends laugh while I'm drinking wine, hide your husband's. <laughs> peak combo, pink <laughs> peak combo. Thank you so much, Teffy, for being on Naked Beauty. Thank it's been a pleasure me. to get to hear more about your beauty journey. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Amazing. That was so great. Thank you so much. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts, not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. So that was Teffi Pessoa, also known as the 305 Queen. 305 is the area code of Miami. So much fun, right? Like I just loved talking to her. I knew you guys would love her as well. Thank you all so much listening and for your support. As always, all of the products mentioned are always linked in the show notes. Sometimes people are like, hey, I want you guys were talking about this cream. How do I find it? Always linked in the show notes. I should be using affiliate links. The fact that I'm not is like, honestly criminal. Sometimes I really think about it and it makes me sad that I'm just not organized enough to do it. But you know what? I'm going to put that on my future goals list. Get organized with affiliate links, figure out a YouTube strategy. <laughs> In the meantime, I hope you guys are having a relaxing and fun summer. Shout out to one of today's episode sponsors. This is L. You guys have been hearing me talk about This is L week after week after week because they have incredibly good period care. It's organic cotton. It's simple. The prices are super accessible. When you're looking at your pads and tampons, it's always helpful to understand what's in them. And if it's anything, like I will tell you this, those like scented tampons that you can buy at the store can really throw off your vaginal pH balance. At the bare, bare minimum, even if you're not doing organic cotton, definitely try to avoid scented tampon products. Now that's just my POV based on reading what I've read about pH balance and fragrance and how that can be thrown off in a very delicate area. And I think most OBGYNs would agree with me. 
definitely check out This Is L, This Is L, letter L.com to check out their amazing period care options. Thank you all so, so much for listening again. And I will be back next week with a new episode. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.